Darren from Hagjob here. For all the listeners um, that haven't listened to the podcast before, I'm the lead account manager here at Hagjob. Today we're joined by Casey Walker, head of talent branding at Cantina. Hey Casey, how are you? Yeah, very, very well, Darren. Sweltering in the heat wave. How about yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. I think sweltering is the best word for it. I feel like I'm washing down every moment while we uh, while we sit here. We we were both speaking before the pod about having fans on us, but I think that you need some kind of industrial fan on you to uh, yeah get through this heat. Um, minimal effects, massively, massively. So, so I guess for everyone that doesn't know of yourself or doesn't know about Continuo, would you firstly be able to give us a bit of background about yourself, the the company, and then a little bit about how you've got to the position you're in now? Yes, absolutely. So uh, well, first of all, I will give everyone a little bit of insight around Contino. So uh, fundamentally, we are a, a startup or, or just about a, a, a startup still. We are a digital transformation consultancy. So what that means is we specialize within DevOps, uh, cloud native computing and data platforms. In simple terms, uh, that means helping organizations accelerate their digital ambitions. So we're talking new apps, moving into the cloud, uh, quick releases, everything which you and I will, will see probably in the, our day-to-day world with you know, websites and uh, mobile applications. We, as a company, we were pretty much born out of the frustration of the, uh, at the time, you know, the current consultancy and enterprise model. Uh, you know, the red tape taking ages to kind of get anything done. So uh, the aim was clear, disrupt and challenge those those companies. And, and I guess more importantly, I guess the, the way of thinking. So this meant not just changing it and, uh, you know, chucking money at the technology aspects, uh, but also the people aspect and how we think uh, plays a crucial part into digital transformation. So, yeah, so, so, so that's us. Uh, we currently sit within LinkedIn's top 25 startups uh, and we have done for the last two years. Uh, and we have grown from around about zero to 400 in the last three, three and a bit, four years. I am based in London, which is HQ, uh, but we also split across uh, APAC and Ymir's in New York, Atlanta, Melbourne and Sydney. Some really cool cities there. I think some of some of the on on there aren't the uh, traditional cities you see in there. I don't see a lot of companies that say Atlanta. Although it's interesting, the, the other uh, consultancy we work with that are all about that kind of digital transformation piece. They've yeah. also got a a office in Atlanta. Was there any particular reason you chose that as a location? <laughs> it's just a cool, it's a cool city. No, it's I think America has its. Uh, and anyone who works within, I guess, the consultancy aspect over there, the, the challenge with with America is it's absolutely massive. It's very hard to, I guess, have sort of one hub and, and you know work within that particular area. So fundamentally, we actually have a lot of uh, smaller uh, breakout kind of studios across the states as well. But New York's HQ. Uh, but yeah, we have to obviously accommodate people from from all over the country as well so that's certainly one of the challenges which which we face and i'm sure we're not alone in in, in that in terms of the the sheer size of america yeah it's a it's a it's a beast is probably the best way to describe america <laughs> it is so do you want to tell us a little bit about how you got into your position at Contino? because i think it's yes. an interesting journey. yeah cool so uh yeah i guess like most tech recruiters uh my background was not in tech or computing so i've come from a, a sports exercise background uh, at university uh but i've always had a keen fondness around marketing and, and different ideas uh, so i started in agency life uh a good 10 years ago uh 
old sales director, Trevor Pinder, uh, was sort of one of the guys who, who helped me in my journey, literally would have me quoting Einstein's view on insanity pretty much, pretty much daily, which I, I think we'll, we'll touch upon later in the, the conversation. Uh, but yeah, so specializing within software development and later on uh, within DevOps. Uh, I then had the opportunity to have my first in-house role with a company called OddsChecker, uh, which people may or may not be uh, familiar with. Uh, OddsChecker actually uh, sit under Sky uh, and Skybet's uh, banner. Uh, but that was a, a contract role, and that was to help build out their cloud uh, team from, from scratch and, and move into the cloud. So the, the challenge being there, uh, this was a company which uh, had pretty much zero brand awareness within the tech community, even though what they were uh, embarking on and what they actually do was, was, was pretty cool and, and cutting edge. Uh, the opportunity there uh, alongside Claire Wheeler, who's still their head of people and doing a brilliant, uh, brilliant job there at the moment. But that gave us uh, a chance to really explore and experiment with different marketing ideas in terms of how we can bring uh, their brand to life within uh, within the kind of the tech community. So you know, this was uh, meetups, uh, tech days, uh, playing around with the employer branding, uh, different times of paid social. Uh, yeah, loads of kind of stuff out there. And yeah, and I'd say touch wood, it was a success. Um, and yeah, and then sort of three years ago, joined Contino, who are at the very start of their journey. And uh, yeah, met with the, I guess the, the sort of the co-founders and uh, Katie Richardson is sort of the, the head of people over there. And they did quite, you know, as I mentioned, it was quite a clear kind of mission in terms of they, they want to sort of disrupt. And yeah, here I am now. So I am responsible for our talent and employer branding strategy. So essentially that is covering how we attract, engage and retain our talent. So to visualize that that is pretty much sitting in between our recruitment team marketing and uh hr team but for the purpose of this call we uh don't say the word hr we, we call that people ops uh, and that kind of encompasses yeah a, a lot of bits which again we'll, we'll cover that today so yeah that's the that's the story so far what i loved when me and you were talking about what we were going to talk on this pod a couple of weeks ago was your approach is really interesting to from a recruitment strategy perspective and you take almost like an engineering-led approach to uh, to recruitment. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? <laughs> yeah, yes, I, I, I can. I thought you were going to ask this as well. So, yeah, I guess it's not just to, I guess, recruitment, um, but also the whole way through the, the employee, I guess, journey and experience. Um, apologies as a motorbike goes flying oh, off. With, that, uh, that's like a Harley Davidson yeah, in the background there. Yeah. It is 36 degrees, uh, <laughs> so we're, we're sweltering. But, uh, but yes, we use a lot of agile uh, engineering software principles in terms of how we work as a talent and a uh, people ops function. Uh, so we're, we're completely cross-functional, uh, I, I guess. So there's, that, that means there's tons of collaboration between uh, different teams. So marketing, people ops, uh, the engineering community, uh, finance, kind of, kind of the lot. So it's not uh, everyone kind of getting input from, 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 all, uh, from, from all areas. Uh, but what we have had, and uh, I, I guess with my background within tech recruitment, is we've, we've had the luxury of working closely with our, our engineering teams and seeing firsthanded how they've actually overcome uh, some incredibly uh, complex uh, sort of problems, not just from a technology point of view, but also from a, from a people perspective. Uh, and, you know, I'm a firm believer uh, that the, 
their ways and methods of, of working certainly should not be just restricted to to engineering in, in, in software so I guess what we're talking about is, is almost like reverse engineering complicated problems so I don't know if anyone's listening might be familiar with the, the first principles thinking uh, so it, it falls in line pretty much with that so we're talking you know agile uh, principles uh, and fundamentally treating our internal projects uh, the same way as a scrum master uh, would as well. So uh, yeah, in, in short for us, uh, it's all about stopping assumptions. Uh, it's all about gathering data, what's working, what's not, making the changes and then test, 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 test uh, to, to see if we've, uh, you know, we've got it right, which I can give you some, some examples a little bit later on. And another thing you mentioned the other day was on the, the fact that you actually do like an employer experience roadmap, which I think a lot of companies miss out on. They talk about the experience of bringing someone into the company, but after they join the company, what does that journey look like afterwards? Whereas I think you guys have got a spot on with what you do around that experience journey. So it'd be really good to understand that as well. Yeah, 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 sure. Uh, yes. So, so again, this is something we've, you know, we have picked up from our development teams and, and engineering team. So the idea of a roadmap, uh, is to map key areas times throughout the whole of the employee journey uh, within uh, Contino as well. Uh, and again, and I'll be talking about this quite a lot, but it's, it's stopping us, a, a small group of people, making assumptions around what works and, and what doesn't. Uh, so the key here uh, for us is really to break down each section of, of that journey, uh, review it, uh, gather feedback, and then improve. It's, it's, it's kind of as, you know, as simple as that. Um, and I'm sure there'll be TAs and, and recruiters kind of listening to this. And there's, there's nothing, more, nothing more frustrating when you've, you know, perhaps worked six months, three months, you know, to try and bring in one particular kind of person. And then the, the frustration to see that person walk out the door three months later or potentially six months later because uh, your, your attraction method was absolutely brilliant. But the actual, you know, the onboarding and the engagement uh, part of it, it, it wasn't. Uh, that's something which I've fallen victim to we have as a, as a business. So this, uh, the employee experience roadmap, as you, as you called it, is, is something which we, we use to try and stop that. So the key areas which we look to break down, uh, first and foremost, are our attraction efforts. So pretty much our recruitment marketing. So how we attracted our uh, continues to come work for us. So we are reviewing content. Uh, our organic and paid campaigns, adverts, video job adverts, which we have, all types of videos, uh, the blogs we put out, uh, the internal, external tech days, meetups, basically anything which uh, we use as a company, as a tool to try and build our brand and anything we use as a tool to uh, essentially funnel those candidates into either applying or when us as a talent team reach out to them, uh, you know, they are already aware of Contino as a business. So, so that's one area we break it down. Uh, the interview process, fundamentally, which I'm, I'm sure most people do as well. Uh, but, but for this, we would run, uh, we run focus groups. So re recently, actually, a couple of weeks ago, we, we ran a new focus group, given uh, the fact that we are now pretty much a, a fully remote uh, kind of company. So uh, in terms of how that would work, so we invited a dozen of our engineers, walked them through the interview process from, from start to finish. So literally every little bit, we sat in a, uh, a virtual room uh, with everyone, uh, plowed them with pizzas, which always does help. Uh, but yeah, 
walk them through that process and basically it was you know it's an open canvas and they said right what do you like what don't you like uh we took a little bit of a grilling in in certain areas but the, the important uh you know the importance here is that we're gathering uh you know data which which we can then use to essentially improve our interview process and, and again it stops us as a you know a talent team a team of eight of us here at Contino sitting down what we've done before in the past to say right what should we improve what should we keep and that's our opinion as as recruiters but what we're not actually doing is actually asking the people who are going through kind of the process and what they would like to see so uh some of the takeouts of that you know have been uh, mega useful uh, some things which us as a, uh, a recruiting team wouldn't have kind of come up with our, ourselves so so that's been that's been useful uh, pre-onboarding is another section uh, we could probably talk about pre-onboarding and onboarding and the importance of that uh, for, for about an hour so I, I won't dive too much into that but uh, yeah you know it's we all know it's vitally important to keep your your candidates future employees engaged uh, and get them in, engaged as, as soon as possible especially if these are these are candidates who are longer uh, notice periods uh, and the onboarding aspect of it as well is, is vitally important. So to give you a very short snapshot, every continuous is spoken with uh, and surveyed after, uh, after their, their two weeks within the business. And we use this data, uh, you know, to collect a real honest holistic view of basically how, how we're doing. So we've always got a barometer as, as such in terms of, of how we're doing. Uh, and then if there's a common trend of areas where we can improve, then we react on that very quickly. Uh, and yeah, and then fundamentally, you know, that then goes on to, we look at the first three months passing their promotion, uh, you know, how can we make sure that every employee has the right tools and the environment to be successful? Uh, so you'll hear it uh, tons of times before, but it's making sure we're, we're setting up our employees for success rather than uh, failure. Uh, and this is, you know, so important at the moment now that pretty much everyone uh, we're onboarding is remotely. Uh, you know, where we, we thought we were doing a, a pretty awesome job, uh, that goes out the window completely now because it is remotely and you can't rely on, you know, the conversations around, uh, you know, the sink, making a coffee or, or, or what it be. So, so that's been a really interesting learning curve for us is all in the business. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, further on down the line, that employee experience roadmap covers uh, promotions, career, uh, paths, uh, one, two, three year anniversary. So that's more on the engagement, you know, parts of it. We shouldn't just, you know, be concentrating on new people in the business. Uh, you know, it's, it, you know, we want to keep making sure that our, our long-term employees are, are still engaged. And yeah, and fundamentally, is a new thing for me over the last couple of years is how important actually that exit interview is. Uh, there's pretty much no such thing as the job for life anymore. Uh, it's taken a while just being competitive I guess like most recruiters are that you know people will leave and uh you know and they most of the time you hope they're they're going for you know the right reason so uh you know we we want to kind of you know to, to celebrate that because if someone's had a good three years at Contino and they're going on to you know their, their dream job then you know we've played a part in that person's career and and, and that's what we almost want to be uh, want to be known for and then obviously with my branding hat on, wouldn't it be good if, you know, if they're going back out into the community and, and, you know, telling a story about how good their experience was within, within Contino. So we've got to be honest with that, that we're not going to keep everyone. So uh, our job as an employer is, is to make sure that, you know, we offer the best working experience for however long 
uh, that that journey may take. And so, so yeah, so we, we have that in visuals. We use it during our, our interview process now, uh, and it's just really easy for us to to break it down rather than looking at it and one you know massive job and, and kind of getting worried about it you know we take turns of reviewing each section running retros uh, yeah and then you know collecting that data is quite easy then to share with you know the leadership teams and back to the business as a whole in terms of what we're doing well and and, and what we're looking to improve on so I, I hope that was uh, I hope that was explained uh, normally I'll just show a diagram and it kind of uh, <laughs> tells its own story uh, no I feel that's really really good and I think the final point is really interesting I think a lot of companies miss it sometimes that you're not going to keep everyone forever. That's just a reality of the market that there is a, I think I saw the other day, the average tenure is 2.4 years. And yeah. I hope you don't mind me saying this, but Contino don't have a low bar. Like the people you hire are very, very good people. So it, it means, yeah. Um, so there's like a subset within the market. So if you start burning people in the experience while working for the business, it probably means that you're cutting that subset off more. Um, if we put it in football terms, I know you're a football fan. If, <laughs> if you start, if Willian, who's leaving Chelsea now as an Arsenal fan, I'm going to rub that in. Um, <laughs> as, uh, Willian, as Willian is leaving Chelsea, if Willian had a really bad experience at Chelsea and then he starts to to his mates that potentially you're looking at in the market, suddenly those, those uh, players in, the, in these terms or his friends may not come to Contino because they haven't had a good experience. Yeah. So if you treat them well, it means that they're going to keep talking about the great stuff that they, they did and the, the great times they had. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of things have changed since you and I started our, you know, our, our careers. Uh, it's a completely different kind of, you know, landscape now, uh, which is, you know, it's so it is so exciting. And, you know, the challenge, which uh, we won't mention the, the C word, but the challenge that has sort of brought all, uh, all, all businesses. And, and I think how as an actual community, we've sort of overcome this is, you know, it's something we can all, all be proud on. Certainly the amount of cross sharing, uh, with you know other head ofs and and people within the industry, I think it's been re really refreshing as well. That you know when a company finds something which is working, they're very keen to kind of share that. And I think that's that's one of the positives which has uh, you know come out of the, the certain uh, you know the time we're in. But we're not here to <laughs> to talk about that. Um, so uh, I, I guess your your background is really really interesting. It's, it's something I see a lot more in the market now than probably when me and you started our careers and making us sound really old, but you started it. Um, so uh, like it, branding and EVP and recruitment marketing probably was something that five years ago wasn't really something that a lot of companies considered. It's a very Silicon Valley approach to, uh, to recruitment and keeping people in the business. So is there some trends or things that you think that Contino do great from an EVP perspective that, um, that you would like other people in the, I guess, market to, to start thinking about or other tips you would give out? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's hard, hard, to, hard to give, give out tips because I'm, I'm happy to share in terms of what, what's working for us. Uh, and I, for those who aren't aware, obviously EVP, that is uh, in, in your employer value proposition. Uh, every company, whether it's two people to 5,000 will, will have their own, uh, own EVP and their own uh, branding for us. Uh, EVPs uh, and you know 
is essentially at the forefront of everything we do as a business. Can't get my words out there. Uh, it's essentially at the forefront of everything we do uh, as a business. Uh, we introduced them about two and a half years ago, uh, and we introduced uh, our EVP session. So an EVP session is a, is a one-to-one or a one-to-two. We do this with every employee. Uh, it's not a survey bot. It's not a questionnaire. Uh, it's some good old-fashioned face-to-face time. This will be conducted with normally one of one of the guys or girls from our talent team and then someone from our, our people ops team, which is traditionally, I guess, your HR uh, function. Uh, we run these biannually. Uh, they are our health checks, pretty much. It's, it's exactly what we do as humans, so why not do it, do it as a business? Uh, it's, you know, it's to find out how well we're doing as a business, what we're doing well and what we're not doing well. Uh, yeah, which, which is great. So, so the information we, we, we gather from these, that they were initially set up from a recruitment marketing point of view uh, to find out, you know, why people were coming to work for Contino so we know what to continue investing. But, you know, the information we are trying to gather is, you know, what attracted you to Contino? Uh, what are we currently doing at the moment, which is engaging you? And, and fundamentally, how can we retain you? Uh, and that, and the big key again, I'm going to say it again, it stops us making assumptions. Uh, we have cold hard, raw data, uh, which sometimes uh, tells us some home truths in terms of where we've dropped the ball as an organization. Uh, so yeah, the good, bad, and the funny. As I said, with this feedback, you know, on the attraction questions, uh, you know, we can, we can find out that, you know, 100 people within our engineering team joined the company uh, uh, because of the engineering excellence, uh, because of the people, the culture, uh, the career growth, uh, whatever it may be. If, if we have, as a marketing function, have that information, we know that, that you know, the next six months of our campaign, uh, I, I can go to the powers above and say, I need a, a check for this uh, and say, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like us to promote this now with our, you know, our new recruitment campaign. And whether that would be maybe an, an assumption I would make in terms of, I think this is why people want to join, join Contino. You know, we now have 340 people in the business telling us this is why people join Contino. So we can be, you know, pr- pretty accurate in, in, in terms of that. Um, on, on the engagement front, which is how it's evolved over the, you know, the last couple of years, you know, it's now used you know, as the senior leadership team is an understanding in terms of, you know, what we're doing well uh, and what we're not doing well. And, you know, this has prompted so many positive changes through to operating model, uh, you know, tech days have, have come out the back of it with, you know, we, we specialize within a number of different, you know, cloud providers. So we've, we've set up new tech communities. You know, these initiatives aren't, you know, coming from a handful of, of, of people who are privy to, you know, the senior leadership meetings. This is every single person within the business now has a say. And I think that's been, uh, you know, it's been a, a relevation for us as a company. Uh, and, you know, and, and, it, and it's been brilliant. And, you know, touch wood, uh, you know, our retention rate has been, has been good over the, the, the last the last three years, which is uh, which is excellent. And, and I think the fact that we, we run these sessions, we play back all the results, even the, you know, the negative and the suggestions we play back. So transparency is, is massively key here. Uh, and then we set aside some actions in terms of in terms of, of what we're going to change. Uh, you know, we are clear to point out we're not perfect as a business. Uh, Contino still is a, a very long, long way to go. But, um, you know, I, I think we can all sort of, you know, sleep well at night knowing that we are trying our, our utmost to, to make it as enjoyable as, as possible and as 
progressive company as possible, making sure people aren't getting stagnated and um, and, and and whatnot. So so yeah, so that fundamentally is, is how we we use uh, the you know our EVPs. I would love to to, to go into to more detail with it because again we split each area up into uh in, into sort of micro areas and then uh, and then act on that really in terms of yeah in terms of what, what we need to change but yeah overall it gives us an holistic view of the overall health of at Contino uh and yeah and so we know exactly what to continue to invest in uh and what to improve change and adapt on, on what we're not really there Darren. So uh, I guess another aspect that I love about Contino is that you follow the uh, the fundamental principle of fail fast, which is something that I think is pivotal in the way that businesses and individuals work, because it's only through failure that we learn from our mistakes and, and can iterate on that to improve the way we work or the way that businesses work. Yeah, com- completely right. And I, th- I think those who are uh, working with, you know, s- software teams will, Will probably be available uh, will be familiar with it but there's a theory called fail fast uh, which uh, in software development the point about fail fast is that if a failure is going to take place uh, you want to reduce the time in, in which it does uh, so that would be so in this regard it'd be you know detecting the failure uh, and then uh, b would be you know relaying that back to the responsible developer so in, in terms of talent or employer engagement or, or anything uh, we want to gather the data as quickly as possible, uh, test quickly, <laughs> so that allows us to pick up on such error and make the correct adjustments as you know as quick as possible. Uh, the idea behind it is that it hopefully should reduce the mindset of fear or failure, uh, so that people uh, we want people to be more open to thinking creatively and suggesting ideas. You know, I can give you a, a, a great example. You adopt this way of, of working and thinking, you know, it's not the end of the world if your new initiative doesn't quite work because we're finding out in one week or two weeks down the line and, and not six months down the line. Uh, and and again, uh, you know, this is something which it really is because it, it stops us as human beings, and we're all guilty of doing it, of, of making those, you know, those assumptions. So if we gather data, whether that's through questionnaires, speaking to people, you know, we, then you can you can act on it and then you know what to, to to invest in and you know when a new initiative is is released we try and get it out the door as, as as quick as possible and then we we ask people you know how how they're getting on with it one or two weeks down the line uh, and then yeah make necessary changes so so yeah you're right it's you know start fast fail fast mentality which is which is brilliant and for anyone who is in, interested or you know that a little light bulb moment uh is, is gone there I went on a scrum master course around two years ago was ideal for me and that you know I opened the door in different ways of different ways of thinking and there was a lot of comparables there to uh you know parts of my degree in terms of you know how you'd set up a a sports team and and coaching around that kind of stuff and then yeah and you know you don't need to adapt you probably won't adapt all of it to your uh your ways of working but there's you know a a couple of bits there which have been really useful for us as an organization and uh, yeah, and it keeps everyone involved and more importantly, uh, you know, allows people to express their, their ideas openly and think creatively to overcome solutions, which is, which is what we want. Hopefully I'm not throwing too many people off the, uh, off the podcast using this analogy, but I think sports analogy, I hadn't really thought about it, but it's a perfect one to use. But if you're, you, if you're a football team or you're a basketball team or whatever team you are, you're not just training during the week for fitness, you're training during the week for tactics. So you're looking at the what works, what doesn't work, and you're, you're testing them out so that when you turn up on that pitch on a Saturday, 
you know, okay, we've, we've tested this theory, we've tested this set piece, we know it's going to work in this regard. So you're not, Usain Bolt doesn't turn up at the Olympics and go, okay, uh, I'm going to do this straight away. Like he trains and he tests things in order to do it. Yeah, that's, that's probably a terrible example. I think he's the only one who can just t- yeah, turn. Yeah, probably could, yeah. Anyway, but no, uh, there, there will be, a, yeah, there'll be method behind the, the madness. There'll be a, a lot of science in terms of, you know, running styles or, or whatever it will be. Yeah, exactly. It's been tested. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting. It, it's weird. I never thought I'd be, you know, working this way, you know, when I left, left university or certainly in my first early years of, of working in uh, agency re- recruitment. But, uh but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I think there's loads we can certainly pick up from uh, you know software uh, development and engineering ways of working and, and, and methods. I, I think the dreaded C word is the word that we want to semi avoid at the moment. So <laughs> let, let's avoid that word. But let's talk about what you think the future of recruitment will be. Probably as we move into 2021, 22, 23. How do you think the market's going to change in in that regard? So I think it's very clear the market is changing whether we like it or not it's a great question i don't think anyone will will have the answer uh, we certainly as a as a business and i, you know, I speak to a lot of uh, you know a lot of people who are in similar roles to you know to myself in, in terms of what's actually ha- happening what, what i i hope in general is that we become and probably as a as a, as a country but businesses become more uh, out uh, outcome focused uh and I, and I think that's something which is going to be massively key. So focusing in terms of right, what is the actual end goal uh, and how can we best support our employees to go out and, and, and achieve that. We're fully re- remote. Uh, we've you know, proved to us ourselves and our customers that you know, we can do our jobs fully remote. So it'll be interesting to see you know, how many people want to come back into the office five days a week. So there's going to have to be a, a happy kind of balance there. But, you know, Taking it, taking it back, I think for us, for all organisations to kind of, you know, to go forward, we need to move away from, you know, micromanage, managing and, and look at kind of the, the outcomes and, uh, you know, and, and trust our employees, set them up to succeed. What are the, what are the outcomes? You've, you've seen it in Scandinavian uh, countries at the moment, you know, talking about four day working weeks. People always talk about, you know, how, how will they, you know, how does that work? You're expected to achieve this, the same amount of, of work in five days, but you have four days to do it too. But it's completely up to you uh, in terms of how you organize your day of, of, of working. So I think that will be a, a big area. You know, startups will probably have a... Uh, a, a, a better opportunity to do that because you know you're starting pretty much from a blank canvas and most of them would have sort of introduced that way of working uh, but yeah something we're helping our organizations with at the moment is to sort of change that to have a more outcome based approach we can talk about this for ages but it's you know how, how do you keep a company culture alive uh, when you've got you know 70 percent of your staff then working remotely in, in a year's time so uh, but that's you know that's why we're, we're in our jobs, which we are, you know, we'll have to think our way around it. I'm, I'm confident we will do it. Sh- we should, you know, be embracing this, this time as well, because, uh, you know, it's, it's part of this is our responsibility to, you know, to make employees journeys in, in their jobs as, as smooth and as enjoyable as is possible. Uh, just on, on that as well. I, and I think a lot of people who work in the tech industry will relate to this as, you know, we constantly get, you know, how much remote working is one of the first questions which is sort of uh, popped up or can we have more? We're no, no different as, a, as an organisation and I think a lot of software development can be done remotely exactly the same as, as face-to-face. But it's interesting now that uh, we at Continuum have almost sort of pivoted 
So none of the questions we're getting is like, when can I get back into the office? I need more, more time in the office. So um, that kind of gives me confidence that this new world in which people kind of talk around, I, I think our old ways of working will, will still be there when, when we do get back to, back to normal. I just think companies will have a more, more flexibility now and, and there'll be more data because uh, a lot of companies have been able to work that way. So, so hopefully uh, different organizations will be a bit more open to it. Uh, we'll, we'll certainly have to be, it will, it will help us as well, you know, as a recruitment team. The majority of our projects, 75% of them are within the M25. So uh, that does make hiring a, li a little more difficult. But now, you know, fundamentally, there isn't any kind of boundaries in terms of where we can, you know, attract top talent. In some ways, it's quite an exciting period, what's going on right now. So there's, been, there's been a lot of downsides to it. Let's not hide away and say that it's all, it's, it's all been good. But I think that what's quite exciting is this is probably the first time in two generations that the way of working has completely changed. It's, yeah. it, there's not, it's probably uh, back in my grandparents' ages, if I'm honest, the last time that a way of working is completely revolutionized overnight. So um, I, I think this has given companies the opportunity, and you've seen a lot of them do it, to completely change the way that they work. So uh, it's great now that companies are having more uh, people like yourself in, in their businesses that are focusing on brand, that are focused on EVP that is so important, but has often been missed. A lot of the time companies think about how can we bring talent in, but don't really think about how we can retain talent. Yeah. So I think this period hopefully will make companies realize you need to retain your best talent and how can we do that? So that's exciting on that side. Yeah, it is. And there isn't, there isn't a quick fix, but I guess if there is any advice I could do is, you know, is, is speak to your employees as, as much as you can. Uh, they're the ones which will, uh, will give you the ideas and the, and the stories to, you know, to tell the world in terms of why people should come uh, work for your business. Your employees are the ones which will give you the information in terms of how you can improve your day-to-day day-to-day uh, working. So uh, yeah, open those channels, uh, you know, and, and keep it as tr transparent as, as, as possible. And I, I guess as an ending question, a little bit of a curveball question, but um, with everything that's going on at the moment, it, companies are now, uh, especially with talent side, I don't know if you're seeing it in Contino, but people are often having to recruit in areas that maybe they aren't a specialist in. So there's a, so tech, for example, is an area that's very difficult to recruit within. So is there any tips that you would give someone that maybe isn't a tech specialist from a recruitment side if they are, um, if they need to transition into helping with the tech roles? Yes, that is a very, very, very tough question. First and foremost, obviously, don't, don't worry about uh, trying to become an expert uh, with, within that. Uh, you know, I've worked within tech for 10 years or whatever it is, and I'm certainly nowhere near uh, that level as well. Uh, specifically, you know, technology, we do know in the main area which will attract someone will be the technology they're, they're working with. Uh, will be the project and, and what they're trying to trying to achieve so fundamentally if you can find out those key areas uh, and um, I'm sure everyone knows how to put a, a, you know a LinkedIn search together but you know they're the key things obviously which you, you want to be kind of getting across when we are kind of speaking to those uh, you know particular people you want to be working with like-minded people hopefully there's some form of tech team in place at the moment but if there isn't then you know that that's exciting as well because they have the chance to you know to build and, and and start from start from scratch which is really appealing as well but also you know don't forget to to hone in on on you know what makes your 
company great as it is because that is a huge you know for us the second biggest thing why people join Contina which we know from our EVPs uh, is the fact that the people in, in the culture as well so I'll say it again sorry to be boring but you know speak to your employees find out what they like about the company put that together and you know this should be first thing which any potential candidates whether they're in technology or not should should be seen because if you've got 50 60 or a thousand people at your company for that reason then you know that's you, you're going to attract kind of more more people in, in that regard so i guess we've got to the end of the podcast but we're probably going to have people with questions that they want to direct to you or find out a little bit more about what Contino are doing in the market at the moment so where's the best place for someone to reach out to you yeah, I am on LinkedIn. So Casey Walker, yeah, I've no problems if someone wants to reach me directly on email, which is casey.walker at contino.io. Uh, and then if anyone wants to reach out to myself or the Hagjob team, if you reach out to hello at hagjob.co, um, we'll answer any questions from there. But thanks again for your time, Casey. It's been really enjoyable. No worries. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for listening to me, Darren. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Cheerio. Bye.